Hey everyone, thanks for joining me and thank you for your company as we continue our walk through this strange paradiso. I wasn't really planning on coming on today, but I got a little bit of me time and I wanted to come and address a couple of things. The first one is I get people asking me, not only in emails, but just people who I come into contact with almost daily. And they ask me about cloning. So many people, I mean, depending on um, what the interest is that certain people have, they say that uh, they have read that certain celebrities have actually died, passed away of a lot of different types of scenarios. And they have heard that many of these celebrities have been cloned. Okay, what I have to say about that is um, for a while now, I've been aware of this, whatever, this subject, okay? And the first time I heard it, it was actually someone I heard, and his name is Donald Marshall. So Donald Marshall said that he was a clone. And at that time, he had stated that he actually came from a cloning center. And he um, was the person who wrote certain songs, certain songs that we're pretty much familiar with. Doesn't mean we like them, but we are familiar with a lot of the songs that he mentioned and he says he wrote. The reason he said that he wrote those songs is that is the way he, um, that was his safety mechanism. As long as he was able to write certain songs that served a purpose, that became popular, that they just I guess, let him live or whatever. So, um, okay, when I first heard this, I thought, okay, I don't know. I think maybe this individual has a <laughs> a disorder, uh, maybe a mental disorder or something like that. But it was interesting nevertheless. Well, that was maybe five or even longer years ago, the first time that I heard this guy. But now it seems that more and more of this stuff is actually coming out. So it's not really so far-fetched. As well as I have heard that this is actually something that um, has been done for many, many years. It was all experimental, you know, they try certain things and so on until they've got it perfected. Apparently, it is nearly perfected these days. Now, I'm not by any means saying that this is the absolute truth because I really don't know. I'm just telling you what I have read. But when you are reading about this subject and the more and more you read about it, the more it just kind of sounds like something that is a very real possibility. There are even comparisons. You can look online. There are comparisons of uh, 
certain celebrities then and now. We know that um, we change as we grow older, but there are certain things that don't change. Okay, for example, the space between your eyes, the shape of your chin, uh, certain things, okay? We can have plastic surgery and all this and that. But there are things that cannot be surgically altered. The first one I mentioned, the space between the eyes and certain other things. So there are a lot of these people and they have the comparisons, like I said. And you will realize that there are some differences. It's even said, and I haven't seen this, but um, apparently George W., the second George Bush, went on a late night talk show and whoever the talk show host was even made mention of George's changing nose because George's nose changed all the time. Now it is said that the reason for that is because he had many different clones. I don't know guys. I I am not privy to this information. But when you stop and read about it and look for yourself, this is something that you're going to have to come to your own conclusion about. I know that there are many um, at the end of World War II, many scientists and things like this who came over to the United States after the war. And they had all of these things that they were doing, just like uh, the, the atomic bombs and nuclear bombs and things like this that they made because these were brilliant minds. These people were just brilliant. So who's to say that... Um, it's impossible to create a clone. I look around and I'm telling you, I think it's possible. I don't know if it's actually happening. I don't know if it has happened, but I'm saying that I believe it is possible. About some of these uh, celebrities, you can look. You can look for yourself. Now, the big one also is, and I have talked about this a couple of years ago, Paul McCartney. Now, Paul McCartney was not a clone. The Paul that we have now, it is said that um, there was a contest, a, a Paul McCartney lookalike contest, contest back in the 60s. And this guy looked so much like Paul McCartney that he actually replaced the real Paul McCartney after he died in a car crash. A lot of people say, oh, that's just a bunch of hoo-ha and so on, except for I don't know how it goes, but whatever, I don't know if the Paul we've got now is left or right-handed, but it's the opposite of what the real Paul McCartney was. The eye color has changed from him back in 1966 to him these days. Now, that's another thing that cannot be changed surgically, is eye color. The other thing was the height. His height changed. 
So there, there are um, a, quite a few differences if you care to look and you will notice them. They're slight. I mean, this guy, if it, it really is true, I mean, I don't know if this is the power suggestion, all right, because I have to take that into consideration, at least with myself. But to me, there is a slight difference, just like twins, identical twins. There will still be a slight difference. That's kind of like where we're at with this. But as far as the cloning, if you're interested in that, if you never thought about that, you can take a look and see for yourself. I have heard that there are a lot of people in the political theater who have been cloned, as well as some celebrities who are like um, very popular and things like this who have been cloned because the the original one died or something like that. So while I know that this is like some sort of sci-fi type of deal, sometimes sci-fi isn't out of the question. So it's just, I mean, I'm really not interested in it personally. One of the reasons is because I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can even allow myself really to delve into this and to embrace this 100%. Even to the point of um, doing any type of uh, research and spending time looking into this, I don't know. But I will tell you that recently now, I believe the one of the latest ones who is said to be clone is Dave Chappelle. So, like I said a little bit ago, um, if you are interested in this, I mean, I guess it's worth a read. Or at least to skim over the top and see what you think. But, um, man, I don't know where to go with this, really. Because it's like, with some of the rest of the stuff that's happening these days, well, what's a clone, you know? Like, okay, yeah, well, if, they're, if that's possible, then they're doing it. I used to watch certain movies, and I would think to myself, if somebody can think of this, to make a movie about it, well, then people are actually doing this. So, just, uh, it's for the individual to figure out for yourself if you believe this or not. As for me, I can't say that I do believe it, but I cannot say that I don't. All I can say is that I believe it's a possibility. How it's done, when you go and listen to this guy, when you go and listen to, okay, to Donald Marshall, I believe he pretty much goes into depth about how this is done. It's been a while ago since I really listened to him. I found the story fascinating, but I don't know if I found it believable. But it's up to you to decide. 
okay? So the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about is I put this out there sometime last week, but it was one of those shows I did that um, I had to take it down because there were some inaccuracies in there. So um, I just scrubbed the whole thing. So I really don't know how many people heard this. I do know that there is a lot of symbolism out there. I mean, everywhere you look, from the logos on cars, from the logos on clothes, I mean, it's everywhere. From the logos on certain products, from the TV station logos, it's everywhere. You cannot get away from it. Once you see these things and you realize what they are, you just look at everything in a different way. Once you know this, and so many of this symbolism centers around Saturn. Saturn is very important in the occult and those circles, okay? Saturn and the black cube. I don't have time to go into the whole thing, but you will be able to find this easily. Then you will see examples. Just go in there and look at examples of what I'm talking about, the Saturn symbolism. Look at the black cube. Read about what it means. It's mind-boggling. When I first started reading about that, it's been a while ago, I'm telling you, I saw everything much differently. I was just um, looking and thinking about the logo on a certain car manufacturer. Some of the cars also that are not made anymore. Just look into them, guys, on shoes, on the clothing, on everything. And you're you're gonna see it. You're gonna see exactly what I'm talking about. But to move on past that is the Statue of Liberty. And that's the one I mentioned last week that I had to take that show down. It wasn't about the Statue of Liberty. It was about some of the other things that I had mentioned before that. But anyhow, I never thought about this. I knew that there was some kind of symbolism in the statue itself because one of the reasons are the rays that are poking out of the statue's head or whatever that thing is around its head that look like prongs. Well, that in itself, those are rays, and I believe there's seven of them. The whole thing is a big, giant symbol and it's not a symbol of freedom and liberty that's what's been told to us but it's not and i mentioned the torch that the statue was holding get that torch and turn it upside down and tell me what you see i cannot take credit for this it was brought to my attention by somebody else and i couldn't believe what i was looking at i shouldn't have been surprised because these phallic symbols are just about everywhere. But I never saw that before. All the times I have seen that statue, 
I never noticed that and what that torch represents. <laughs> so that's another one. Once you see things like that, you start noticing other things. Like I talked about the city hall before in Los Angeles. I've spoken about other things that are phallic symbolism. And there are those in at the Vatican. They're, they're everywhere. Phallic symbolism is another very, very important symbol when we're talking about the occult and the, the esoteric. They... The practitioners of these things, they like that. That is another very important one to them. So um, those are just some of the things that I wanted to tell you guys about today. And um, I'm going to... Okay, I didn't write this down, all right? So I want to put it out there, though, before too many days pass. I don't have as much time to read about these things as I thought I did and make notes and do all this stuff. So I'm just going to give it to you guys raw, okay? Because that's usually the way I end up doing these things anyhow. Okay? So in the 1920s, I believe it was maybe began in 1926, I'm just going to say. There were women who worked. It was mostly women. I mean, there were a couple of men, but mostly women worked in these places where they made luminous items, okay? They made watches that um, the, the bezels glowed in the dark and all of this stuff. This was like a new type of technology back then. So... What they were using to make these things glow was radium. Back then, the people who were working in these, I'm just going to call them factories, okay? So the people who were working in these factories had no idea that radium was radioactive and a cancer-causing agent. So some of the owners of these factories, some of the CEOs and whoever they were, they actually were telling people that this stuff is good for you. It's a little warm and it's going to do this and that for you. It has health benefits and so on. So a lot of these girls, these women would start putting this stuff on their faces they start putting it on their teeth. They'd start rubbing it on their bodies so that they would have a luminous glow when they would go out to the dance halls and places like this. They were glowing in the dark, all right? So this went on for a while and it started, it, it, it was being promoted in certain newspapers and things like this. All the benefits of this. Until people started getting sick. These women who were working in these places started getting sick and they started having like these strange symptoms. They would have 
horrible headaches. Then the symptoms started getting worse. And to the point where their bones actually started to like crumble. Their jaw bones were actually crumbling. A lot of these women had to have their jaw bones removed. Then they started dying this slow, agonizing death. So what was told to the public about this is that these women were actually dying of sexually transmitted diseases. They told the public a big lie. So many women were dying and then there was a uh, like a class action lawsuit. So the people who ran these factories knew what was killing these women. And they made up these big stories. All right. So after a time, some of these women passed away and they, okay, they buried them and so on. Well, during the course of one of the trials, one of the families of one of these women wanted her body to be exhumed because they were so angry and they wanted to prove to the public that that was a lie and these women were not dying of STDs. So they had her body exhumed and when they did, her remains were still glowing in the dark. Yes, and it is said that it takes 1,600 years for this stuff to finally wear off so these women who are buried are more than likely still glowing in their graves. If you want to read about this, okay, it's called The Radium Girls. It's a horrifying story and it's a true story. This story cannot be debunked. And it just goes to show you the level that certain agencies will go through to hide the truth. And the things that they'll say and tarnish people's name and reputation to cover their own asses. This was going on in the late 1920s. What do you think is going on today? Things are so much more corrupt. Things are so much more hidden and suppressed from the people. It's much worse now than it was then. So that's the story that I wanted to present to you. Someone told me about this many years ago. And it was a couple of evenings ago when I started remembering about it. And then I started reading about it once again. There are a few pictures on there that you can see these poor people. And once again, it's because of trust. They trusted the manufacturers. They trusted the 
companies that they worked for. And that trust that they had is what killed them. Besides the obvious, there was a woman who lived to be uh, like a hundred and something, I don't know, 104 or something like that. And she actually worked at one of those places. And she said that on her first day there, I guess they would paint this radium stuff on to these watch bezels or whatever. So they would like wet the brush a little bit, like with their mouth. And she said, I did that. Whatever that taste was, it was gnarly. I didn't like it. And just working there, I believe she worked there for like one or two days. And just those one or two days, she said she started feeling really sick. And she had a couple of minor symptoms. And then they fired her. They said, well, if you don't like whatever working here, then you you can just go ahead and leave. And she said she was glad to leave. She was like, okay, I'm out. So she is one of the lucky ones. I'm sure there are a couple more who decided that there's something wrong here and they left also. But the ones who stayed there, the ones who trusted the brand, the manufacturer and so on, those are the ones who paid with their lives. Not only that, but they suffered immensely. It was a grotesque, a painful and horrifying way to die. They were called uh, the the walking dead women or something like that because there was nothing that could be done to help them. Nothing at all. Very, very sad. So that's why, besides a couple other reasons, but um, that's why when you see so many things happening, When you see many things happening that never happened before, they try to blame it on something stupid like, oh, because it's taught, oh, because uh, that's just how it is. No, that's when we got to start looking into things, guys. They've lied and lied over and over again down through the years too many times. Like I've mentioned before, this is just another example. So we've got the radium grills, we've got the mustard gas, we've got the you know, when we talk about exposures, all right, the World War One veterans, we've got the Tuskegee Airmen, we've got the Agent Orange, we've got depleted uranium, and some other things that they were burning out there during the Iraq War, when so many of our United States troops were there, and who are now, many of them, having these strange cancers. And this started back a while ago. We're talking about people in their 20s having these strange cancers. I mean, we know that it's a possibility for a cancer, but these are strange. These are things that you're like, what? But um, maybe I'll get into that a little bit more at another time. But just, you got to take a look around, guys. We have to research things and study things for ourselves. We have to be responsible for our own good because I'm going to tell you something no one there's no one and no money making entity that's going to do it for us 
So if you are interested in that story I just told, just look for them, the Radium Girls. It is truly a horrifying tale. It's it's just, uh, it just leaves me sickened to think about that. Yes, and uh, some other people ask me, did they really used to put cocaine in Coke? Yes. Yes, they really did. It would relieve fatigue and all these other things because, I mean, I don't know the percentage of how much, you know, how much they actually put in there, but I do know that, yeah, they did at one time, maybe sometime in the 1800s or something like that. Yeah, they really used to do that. So, you know, a lot of these things also back then, a lot of people like with the Coke, I'm sure that um, they didn't know. It was like, hey, look at this stuff, you know? Just like uh, there are many things that even we used to do that we didn't know were harmful. There used to be a substance. This is not very long ago either. I believe it was used maybe up into the 1970s. It could have been used beyond that, maybe to the 80s. And it was called um, mercurochrome. Well, mercurochrome is something that they would put on cuts and scrapes and stuff like that. Well, it had mercury in it. There, There is no need for us to have any type of exposure to mercury, period, all right? But uh, they used to put that on cuts and scrapes. It was like a, you would put um, like an antiseptic. Oh, yeah, you got to cut here. Let's go put some mercurochrome on there. See, so a lot of things were unknown at that time. But the reason that it's not out there anymore is because they found out and they took it off the market. But um, this stuff that I just brought forward, no, no, they lied. They lied about it. Saying that those women had dying of STDs, that's just... Yeah, the whole thing, like I said, it just makes me sick. That and Tuskegee, it makes me sick. All of those, all of those things that have happened and experimented on people. It, uh, it's a crime against humanity. But anyways, that's what I wanted to share with you. I hope that you found this interesting as well as um, informative. So there's more to you guys. These are not the only things. These are just the ones that I have brought forward so far. But there is more. There are more stories. I will get to them at some point. And, um, you know, we just got to look around and continue. All right. So anyways, thank you so much for walking with me. I hope that it's always interesting. And if you have anything that you would like to hear about, or maybe you have heard about something, but you're not too sure, maybe it's kind of like an obscure subject and so on, you can always email me and contact me, maybe underscore Maria at outlook.com. I love hearing from you guys. Everybody, um, try to stay cool. I don't know about where you're at, but here in Southern California, it's really, really humid. It's gross. I really dislike humidity. 
ruins my day. So I hope it clears up soon. Be talking to you again soon, guys. Ciao.